0: Shit, got that reggae music for you today, Cincy Trails, my guest today, Kyle Rising, lead singer and guitar player in this band, so I figured why not start you off with a little taste, some good energy, positive vibes, Mm -hmm. this one's about, you know, So better for
1: you and a little bit for me. So for my neighbor and my fancy family. family, you gotta I share, G When it's time to smoke, since see, don't be greedy. Whoever wants to take a flight with me? We're flying, son. Why you will not follow your man, law? Taxpayer money wasted, wasted on, the on the war on the drugs. drugs. The junkies fed our way they as they self-destruct. self-destruct. But a gift from the earth that never a hurt no one. The plant is a gift from creator. Creator.
0: Plants ain't coming out stabbing you people around the corner, you know? Maybe a rosebush. Bad example.
1: No, you can't put out my flame.
0: Flame. Can't stop me, son. Not as long as I got that flame. But what's up folks? Welcome back to the Millennial Man Child Podcast. And as always, I'm your gracious host, Miles Casey. (sighs) How you doing? You doing well? I hope you're in good spirits as you're here with another episode of the Millennial Man Child coming to your ear holes. Beautiful stuff. Beautiful stuff, folks. So what's up? Let's see. Um, You know, last Friday, I had an amazing time. I actually went to my buddy, Kyle Rising, the guest on today's episode, his band, Since Trails, had a release party for a new song that they just put out it's called just living and you know i'm gonna play that song at some point here in the episode as well but holy crap it was a fucking great time i'm always a little skeptical like i was going to this party it's about 20 minutes away i don't really know where it's at uh i don't know anybody that's gonna be there and i'm thinking like okay i'm gonna go i want to support the homie hang out see what it's all about and it ended up being Blowing all my expectations out of the water. It was like a mini concert, basically. He had the band Tunnel Vision there. Uh, K Bong, he's a member of Stick Figure, and is also featured on the new song that they just released, Just Living. He played a solo performance, and then Cincy Trails played. And it was awesome. It was basically in this cool venue called the White Owl. It was like a backyard with like a live elevated stage. They had a keg. They had Mexican food. I mean, beautifully done great stuff, and I have to say, I never, you know, it's so cool that I got invited to even, like, a fucking music song, like, a new release party for a song, to me, that's, like, nice, man, that's pretty cool, like, you know what I mean, like, I'm not cool, but if you get invited to something like that, a little notch up, I feel like, a little notch up, so that was a lot of fun, Uh, again, shout out to Kyle for that, and for coming on the podcast, Um, so we're actually, I'm finally releasing this, we recorded this one a little while ago, but uh, he just dropped the brand new music video for Just Living Today on YouTube. So I figure, why well, they're dropping that. I'll drop this. Why not? Come see if we can get that man-child bump for them. I don't know if that even exists. I just made that up. But um, yeah, so that's what today's episode is going to be about. Uh, me and Kyle, we kind of sat down, talked about where he grew up, um, how he got into music, how kind of playing music and performing and having that creative outlet kind of gives him a purpose in life and it makes him happier and how how he even got into playing reggae you know it's not like the most popular genre i have a nice little special place in my heart for reggae i always love reggae music Uh, it fits the good vibes that i like to you know bring along a lot of the time but uh, so you know we talk about all kinds of fun stuff so i think you'll enjoy today's episode so stick around uh, because without further ado i'm going to introduce you to the to Kyle Rising, and we'll just get into it. Yeah, we're going to get into it. I'll get the hell out of here. So thank you for listening, folks, and enjoy. I'm glad it's you could reality. finally come over here and, you know, chop it up for a little bit. Yeah,
2: man. I've been dying to get over here, dude. I know. I'm glad, I'm glad you could have me.
0: So before we get too deep into it, let's give a little folks at home a little background about yourself. Like, like how old are you? Where'd you grow up? That kind of fun stuff.
2: So I'm 22 years old. I grew up on the East Coast, uh, bouncing around through Virginia. Lived in West Virginia for a little while. Um <laughs> I did one year at Radford University, and then moved to the beach, uh, the Outer Banks, North Carolina. Okay. And uh, I was there for three-ish years, and started the band Sensi Trails there. Um, in
0: South Carolina? Or in North, North Carolina, Carolina, Carolina yeah. Did I say South no, Carolina? No, I have Oh, okay.
2: It. I was like, man, I put the wrong state. No, no, you're good. Outer Banks, yeah. Yeah, so Outer Banks, North Carolina. Um, and yeah... I was there for a while. It's a really cool spot. If, if you've never been there, definitely check it out. It's really,
0: a, I hear it's beautiful. Actually, like, yeah, really, like yeah, nice beaches and fun area.
2: Yeah, it's uh, a really big tourist attraction for a lot of the people on the East Coast.
0: Okay, that makes sense.
2: Yeah. And you
0: were there for three years. And what? So what sparked coming out to San Diego then? Because you were in the Outer Banks area, like North Carolina, living, playing in your band, and you're like, oh shit, I gotta. That's where it's at. That's
2: pretty much, yeah. I was uh, doing that for a while there, and kind of realized like, you know, there's only so much you can do on that small island. Mm -hmm. Um, As much as I loved it and the people, there were really cool. I just knew that like I wanted to kind of take it to the next level, and I've always wanted to live in Southern California. So I was like, well, it's always
0: been on the radar. Yeah,
2: yeah. No, it it was definitely on the radar since I started the band. I mean, I was like, that's where I want to end up because reggae music is here like this is where it all is you know it's
0: for real though there's a it's, lot of reggae music here
2: yeah and i mean at least as far as like american reggae goes like you know this is where all the bands are and the scene and the fans and just
0: meeting those people making connections you figured I mean, absolutely you were telling me when we were you know since we worked together you're talking about a, a guy you'd met one of the like k-bug from stick figure yeah. Or, right. Yeah. Yeah. I ended like up K-Bong. running
2: into K Bong. Yeah. K
0: Bong. K Bong is a buddy of mine. His we call him K bug But sorry. Yeah. K Bong from Stick Figure.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Kevin Bong. He's uh. So I guess he lives in San Diego now, and he's originally from Hawaii. But um. Yeah. My buddy Sean, who I met on the East Coast, um, he came out here about a year ago, and he. Actually, just like he got this van, he pimped it out. He's been living in it nice. for a while. So, I have a buddy, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. It's kind of like the, the thing to do. Thing. Yeah, out here in California, especially with the rent being so high and whatnot. For real. So he was chilling over on Law Street in uh, Pacific Beach and just saw K Bong like walk by and. You he's know, oh, shit. Yeah, he's, I mean, he's a huge reggae fan, too. Uh-huh. And so he was like, yeah, man. He called me up and was like, I just ran into K-Ball. And, you know, of course, I'm stoked. Like, I'm a huge stick figure fan. So yeah. I was like, dude, that's awesome. And uh, he was like, yeah, I told him about you and how you, you know, you came out here and you're doing all your music stuff. And I was like, wow, that's really cool. And so I guess they kind of kept in touch. And then one day I was over there and he was like, yeah, let's get together and jam.
0: Nice.
2: So, we ended up hanging out for, like, five hours and just, like, playing music. jamming and, and, jam and chopping it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and so, I remember, like, towards the end of the night, we're all kind of, like, sitting around in a circle, like, having some beers and stuff. And I was like, so, man, like, what do you say uh, we do a song together or something? Mm-hmm. And he was like, yeah, I'm down. And I remember being like, you promise? You <laughs> like, promise? I was like, you promise? All right. <laughs> you promise? And... Uh, So, he was like, yeah, 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 you know, and I went and recorded a track with Ian Young, and this was actually a song I had written in the Outer Banks, and, uh, and so I was like, you know, making sure it was just good production, like, really good sound, You know, before I brought it to him, and then I remember, like, finishing up, getting so excited, like, all right, cool, I'm going to send it off to him, like, fingers crossed, hopefully he's still down, and sure enough, he was like, yeah, dude, let's do it, so.
0: That's awesome. Yeah,
2: so he ended up coming to the studio with me, and uh, we recorded it at uh, Imperial Sound Studios over in Imperial Beach. Dope and yeah, because
0: we, also we should give the listeners a heads up. We're probably going to play that song in this episode when we release it. We'll play the song so people can like get a taste of the music that we're talking about. Cool. And find yeah. Find it easier to like find your band since he's since tra- he trails right. Yeah. 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 Okay. So that's just a heads up too. A little fun.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. That would be really cool to feature the song on here. Yeah. But um, yeah, we just did a music video for it a week ago, so. Um, I'll have that that will be up on YouTube soon. Um, nice, nice. Yeah. So it sounds
0: like you're really, like, starting to do it, really. Like, you're making moves. You're meeting people. You're doing the thing. Uh, there was one thing. I mean, it's so crazy that you told me. You, your bass player is, like, actually was in a stabbing incident over outside of Winston's, which is crazy, dude. Like, you were, you were telling me you, like, performed at the farmer's market that night. You had, like, kind of – you filmed the video. <laughs> you were doing all this stuff, and it was going so well. And then this fucking crazy thing happens where, you know, yep. one of your bandmates gets stabbed in the arm. It's like, it's that's a tough thing to rebound from, and especially when you're like, man, we were fucking starting to get some momentum going.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah I was just explaining to, uh, that to somebody right before I came here, but it was really weird. Like, you know, last Tuesday we did the video shoot. We're like, all oh, kicking in with K-Bong, having a good time. Next day, we just played, like, you know, a pretty sick show over there at the OB Farmers Market. Like, there's just a kind, kind of... People kind
0: of crowd around. Yeah, it's a good yeah, vibe. Yeah, it was
2: a built-in crowd, and everybody was just, like, vibing out, having a good time. And then, um, actually, another one of our coworkers at Starbucks had given me tickets to see, uh, Anthony Green. He's doing, like, an acoustic tour, so I went to that, but they do a reggae night every Wednesday at Winston's, mm-hmm. and, um you know, my buddy went to that and I guess on his way out of the bar, he got stabbed by a homeless guy who was like, Man. I guess, kind of roughing up one of his friends or something. I don't know. Yeah, but.
0: I mean, some of the, obviously, we also work at Starbucks so we know pretty much the whole <laughs> squad down there, the fucking, you know, all the all the lurkers and people that are just, you know, yeah. lingering around. Yeah. But, because uh, that's one of the things that's crazy is like, I think it was like maybe your second or third day at Starbucks, <laughs> you had like one of the cra- like the crazy homeless people like literally screaming at your face, like telling him he's gonna fight you. Yeah, you know.
2: Yeah, it's crazy there, dude. It's
0: crazy. It's so wild that we work at like at a place like that where there's no fucking security guard or anything. You know, it's they just need like, something. They really do. They need do.
2: something. It's making me feel like I'm going insane. I'm not even know, kidding, dude. Like for real. I'm not kidding. I really feel like. Anxiety from that job.
0: <laughs> yeah, because you're nervous. You're like, "What's today gonna be mm-hmm. like? Is it gonna be and you a never normal know. Day?
2: And you never know because, like, especially hearing about you know, like there was the shooting in Thousand Oaks, and like you know, I'm not like I don't really think that something like that would happen, but like you, you know, like we're know. saying, you never know. And with some of these people, the way they're already mentally unstable, you know, they're in a low place in their life. They don't, they don't really, have a lot to lose. They don't have really anything to lose. So like yeah. you know, they're just like. Why not? <laughs> you right? know they've this got. made me mad. Yeah, yeah, they've got some like grief towards Starbucks for whatever. not giving him their whatever, or you know. Yeah. You know how they can be sometimes. Absolutely.
0: I mean, it's so weird. Like you know, a lot of them can be sweethearts. They're fine, but there's a lot of them also that are just like fucking, so entitled and so needy and so yeah. angry and now now now. And I get it. I mean, they're having a rough life, rough go at it. But like they coming at me. Yeah.
1: Fucking the,
0: the, the Starbucks dude like I'm fucking lording over them somehow. Like right. this is a fucking fast food job basically. Like much, need to Pretty much yeah. Chill. Right? And it's weird that that yeah, working at Starbucks. I oh don't know. It one of the good things about it is it does give me a lot of material, I feel like. Like I talk about cr- crazy shit for the podcast all the time that's yeah. happening like, you know, Eddie snorting fucking crystal meth. <laughs> <laughs> or somebody trying to light a fire in the bathroom. Oh yeah, like it's always a never a dull moment, and you can't write this stuff because it's fucking insane. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Like you don't think like, oh, I was, but that like somebody's having their little campfire in our bathroom. Like I'm going camping. Like what the fuck is going on in here?
2: Yeah, that is crazy. You know that I heard that that happened before I started working there, but yeah. <laughs> that were you there when that happened? I wasn't there that day, uh, luckily. But then you were got, working there then. Yep,
0: I was working then.
2: Wow! So yeah. you saw the aftermath of it. Oh yeah,
0: and you know they had to like <laughs> the police had to bust <laughs> down the fucking door. It's a whole shit show.
2: Oh, so was the door like broken in? Oh half? yeah, they
0: had to get it because the guy wouldn't come out. They just Dude. had to like take yeah like they I don't yeah I don't know exactly how they did it, but yeah they fucking powered wow. through and got her down apparently.
2: Yeah, seriously, that's crazy.
0: Yeah, so it's just it's it's wild like it's so. Like, I haven't had anybody else that has worked at Starbucks on, so it's fun to just, like, talk about it and how crazy it is. So people Because people don't know. Yeah. You know, especially yeah. this specific Starbucks. Like, I can imagine sure. there's Starbucks that are, it's maybe more difficult to work at because you're, like, so fucking busy. You can barely see a foot to the left of you because you're just looking ahead the whole time doing your yeah. work or whatever. But those people aren't, like... Is my life in danger? Like, what's happening here? Is somebody going to throw shit at me? Like, I don't know what's going on. You know what I mean? Yeah.
2: No, absolutely. Yeah. And there's that one guy that walks around with, like, I don't know if it's, like, an axe or if it's a shovel or what <laughs> it is, but there's, like, he walks around with, like, a weapon. I guess technically it's a tool, but could totally be used as a weapon at it's any a given moment. It's object, basically. Yeah, it's something that, you know. Can do
0: some damage.
2: Yes, absolutely. And that always is a yeah. little sketchy. When I see that guy, I'm like... Yeah, you know.
0: I know, and it's it's such a fucking problem there really isn't a great solution to. I mean, obviously they're going to keep coming to Starbucks now that the policy is anybody can be in there without even buying anything. Yeah. Which is a little insane to me.
2: A little enabling. Yeah, a little <laughs> enabling. I mean,
0: that fucking Starbucks bathroom is basically a choose-your-own-adventure. Like, you go in there, you're like, I'm going to shoot up some heroin, or I'm going to take a shower, or pretty much whatever you want. Yeah. You know? I'm going to slam fucking three beers in here, then go sit in the Starbucks lobby. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, these fucking Absolutely. people, it's, it's really, and it's wild because, again, nobody says, nope, can't go in there. You have to be literally screaming in my face and throwing shit around for me to be like, hey, sir, uh, you're banned from here. Like, you yeah. know, like, it has to get to this point. It It doesn't make, I don't know, when I always thought of Starbucks back in the day. You think of oh kind of expensive, little right. bougie. Right. Whatever, you know what I mean? And you go to right. the Ocean Beach Starbucks, you don't think that even a little bit you go no yeesh. Like yeah. you know what I mean?
2: Yeah, no, it's like uh definitely you definitely see some characters in there. And it's definitely a lot of uh I don't know. I mean, it keeps it kind of entertaining in a way. like oh, for sure. Like you said, it, it's definitely good for material and stuff, but it definitely takes a toll on your sanity. 100%. And yeah, you never know what's next, so it's... Uh, yeah,
0: you never do know what's next, and that is what's so, like, anxiety-inducing about it yeah. at times. You're like, what is today going <laughs> to yeah.
1: bring? What kind of exactly. fucking shit
0: show? T- shit tornado? Whatever it could be. Yeah. Yeah, but, um, so... Another thing I wanted to get to talk to you about a little bit is like, how, when did you start like playing guitar? When did you get into music? When did you like, when did you kind of find that?
2: So. I was going to school. Um, it was an elementary school. I was living in Farmville, Virginia, which okay. is like. Farmville, have you ever heard dude, of that? No, yeah, that's no, that's perfect. a real place. That's the perfect. Like game. I, you know, remember that that game on Facebook mm-hmm. like a while back called Farmville? Farmville? Yeah, so I was actually living in Farmville <laughs> while Farmville was like popular. That's, yes, yeah, that's hilarious. I mean, I'm, maybe people still play that. I'm it's not very sure, better. but. Yeah, so I was living there, and uh, it was third grade. My teacher, her name was Miss Deal and she played guitar, she played banjo, mandolin, all these string instruments and she mm-hmm. would like write songs about whatever lessons we were learning, you know, oh, like nice. like sometimes it was like about math, you know. A lot of times I can remember ones about like history and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but so she would write these little songs and then like sing them to the class and she would print out the lyrics and we would all sing along sing with along. it. And then that's how we learned whatever it was, like, through song. Because, you know, you can memorize a song, and then you know that content.
0: Everybody knows the lyrics to their favorite song. Exactly, yeah. And
2: even songs that you might necessarily not even like. Like, you hear it on the radio enough. Oh,
0: now it's stuck in my head. Yeah, you're going to know it. Brain is, like, rotting. Yeah, yeah. Right.
2: (laughs) So that's what she was doing. It's a very uh, smart
0: way of teaching kids.
2: It was was genius. Yeah. And so I saw that, and I was like, wow, like, you can – influence a lot of people through this and uh-huh. so I went home and I remember telling my parents like hey like you know I think I want a guitar I would really like to get into this and um, they were like yeah sure let's do it I'll get you a guitar but you have to practice it every day or else you know we're mm-hmm. gonna take it away mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. so that's what I did and um, I practiced like every day like if I was just sitting around the house or something my parents were like why aren't you playing your guitar what are you doing like, yeah. you know so Oh, that, that's
0: nice. So they were like, literally, like, kind of on you too. Like, hey, yeah. if you want to do this? Make sure you take it seriously. Right. So don't just kind of like, you know, how many people probably had that same idea and just didn't stick with it. You know, exactly.
2: Yeah. So that's why I was kind of just like, you know, I'm gonna just keep doing it. And I was like, I remember being the only kid in my school that played guitar. I mean, I was also living in a very small town, so there wasn't that many kids, let alone like kids that wanted to do music. Okay. Um. So. I then moved to West Virginia. Like I moved around a lot with my dad's job, and mm-hmm. so like shortly after I started playing guitar, I moved to West Virginia, and I met this kid named Garrett Clemens. So shout out Garrett if you're listening. To this. <laughs> but this dude, like, he, he had like a really cool upbringing. Like his parents were like they kind of let him just do whatever he wanted. Like he was a really smart kid, so he didn't get into trouble or anything. Mm-hmm. But he just kind of had this like a free nice will. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. And so he was into like you know rock and roll and like the beatles and okay you know all these little bit of an
0: old soul cool, compared to, yeah, yeah definitely yeah. definitely
2: super smart kid like in all the gifted classes but he also played guitar nice. and he was like this long-haired kid like the only one in our school and i played just like guitar. that kid's so cool I like, remember that's the, my dude yeah so yeah. we became really close and um we played in bands together and uh we did, like, some talent shows, and we were little kids and played at, like, local coffee shop and stuff.
0: Oh, nice.
2: And, um, th- so I've never lived in one place for more than, like, three years at a time in my entire life. Wow. Okay. Yeah, so. it's a lot of moving. It was a lot of moving. Yeah. it's hard and, to,
0: like, have stable friends or relationships sometimes when you only have, like, By the time you get three years, you're like, oh, now I finally have my friends. And it's like, fuck, see you later. Yep. And
2: that's another thing with me is, like, I don't have any best friends like that that Mm -hmm. I, like, grew up with. Like, he was my one friend that I was like, oh, this is going to be, like, my best friend for life. And then my dad's like, hey, by the way, we're moving next week. Jeez. And I was like, wow. Fuck. Yeah. And it, it, it... it sucked man like that was tough for me especially because i was in ninth grade like just finishing my ninth grade year uh-huh. you know moving in high school found
0: somebody who has the same yeah. interests as you because yeah. you've never even had anybody else to even jam with or whatever if you will yeah. yeah yeah exactly
2: so that was really tough but um yeah i don't even think garrett's doing music anymore he's he's doing like medicine or like he's doing well whatever yeah, yeah. it is but um i talked to him few months ago, but anyhow, I'm being long-winded about this now, but, um, so, yeah, that's where I got the whole inspiration for Mm -hmm. the music, just that teacher, and, you know, I'm very grateful for that now, like,
0: between the teacher, your parents, like, saying, like, hey, get on it, yeah, if you're gonna be practicing or sitting around doing nothing no you should be practicing the guitar that type of stuff. yeah
2: yeah absolutely
0: well how did you choose reggae music as the type is that what you always like always appealed to you the most when you were listening to music or is that just the style that you like to to jam and play to or you know what i mean because it's a very interesting style like i went to the reggae festival last year i think it's coming up here in february again yeah
2: the one love yeah and it
0: was so much fun like it's like that. The, the the thing that I loved about it is like not only the music, but the people that it brings are like yeah. the best people. Yeah. I remember at one point I had a joint in my mouth and one and like a blunt in my chin. I'm like, help, help!
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Somebody, you know, take something from me. Yeah. I got too much. They're sharing too much with me. Like everybody is just like so loving and sharing, Definitely. and it's like an amazing community. So it's like I kind of am interested like, how did you choose reggae?
2: So. May- when I first started playing guitar, I was into like rock and roll, you know, yeah, for sure, funk rock. Um, I was listening to bands like The Beatles, The Who, and then um some newer stuff like Green Day, and um, mm-hmm. I even got into like metalcore for a little while, um, just different things like that. And then my friend Garrett, who like I said, like he had a lot of free will, so he was able to go to shows and stuff like that. My mom was always kind of like, "No, you're no, too young. You don't yeah, need to yeah. be getting mixed up with the wrong people. Things like that." Uh-huh. And so, I remember he went to this show at this coffee shop called The Wild Bean, which was in Lewisburg, West Virginia, where I lived at the time, and uh, he saw Giant Panda Gorilla Dub Squad, which (laughs) is like... What
0: a a name. Yeah.
2: They're sick, though, dude. They're from Um, New York, and uh, they were on, I think, maybe, like, their first tour or something mm -hmm. ever, and this was probably, like, 10 or 12 years ago now, but... um, So he went to their show, and he brought back a CD for me to check out. He's like, dude, you got to check this out. Nice. And I was like, all right, cool. So, you know, of course, I'm not able to drive or anything, so I'm listening to it, like, in the CD player in my mom's car. Like, every time we go to the store or something, I'm just like, yeah, let's listen to it. So I listened to that album over and over and over and just, like, really fell in love with that reggae sound, which reminds me, like, I had heard it before. Mm -hmm. And I remember, and this is really weird, but there was this, like, I used to watch Sesame Street when I was a little kid. Yeah. And I remember this one scene and I've tried looking for it on YouTube, but there was like a kid in a rain jacket and he's like bobbing his knees to this reggae rhythm. Okay. And I just remember like seeing that as a little kid, and, like bobbing my knees to him and I'm like, Whoa, like this is a really cool sound. I like like this. I could like feel it. Yeah, yeah like yeah. I was like, Oh wow, this is really cool. And then I didn't really know what it was though. Of I was course. just like, you know, You're what? Just a kid. It, yeah, yeah, I was like, What is that? And then I found it later on, you know, like Five, six, seven years later or something When Uh I was a little older And I was like, wow That's that sound I've been looking for Yeah, okay It it finally
0: reconnected You're like, that's it Yeah,
2: yeah And I mean, I'd also heard like Bob Marley And like Sublime like, a little bit after, you know, once I started to dive into that yeah, genre. Yeah, once you
0: found out of the genre, and you're like, okay, now i got to go back to these catalogs of some of these all-time greats in yes. this category. Yeah, yes, yes.
2: Yeah. And then, so, and then, like, my dad was telling me how, you know, he listened to Sublime when he was in college, which, my dad's pretty young, um... I was born in 1996 and my dad was in college in like 95. So that was like when Sublime was wow, like really yeah. blowing up. And spoke two joints before. I yeah. Two, like that was all that right Yeah. So day, he was yeah. listening to a lot of that and he had like an old Sublime CD and stuff. So, so I was Yeah. So you were like, sniping the CD, so like, give me that CD, dad. Like, yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That shit. yeah.
2: And um, so, yeah, I mean, I just kind of fell in love with that sound that just like that mellow, like, relaxed vibe. It was like something that you could just like relax too and just kind of just chill chill. yeah i
0: love it yeah some of my favorite music is just like when i'm having a rough day or i need to just fucking chill out i'm like all right throw it on you know what i mean like because it really does put you in the right mood to just relax and it's so happy and upbeat and it's fun like it's hard to like it's like what i'm supposed to be fucking sad listening to reggae i'm be like i'm sitting over there like no i'm not you know that's (laughs) not gonna happen no you know what i mean
2: no not at all yeah so I just kind of fell in love with that because I feel like it kind of represents who I am as a person. Like mm-hmm. I I feel generally happy in life, you know? I mean, yeah, yeah. obviously everybody has bad days, but of I mean, as a person, like I feel like I've had a pretty good go at it. You know, I don't have any like big reason to be sad or anything. So I'm like I just really kind of attach myself to this genre and
0: and has That's been, just
2: kind of the best way I can describe it, mm-hmm. really.
0: And has it been pretty much the whole time? Like, not the whole time, but like, since you started a band and like done that, has that ma- mainly, or did you have a different couple phases before then?
1: Yeah, I mean, sort
2: of. Like, I played in, I played drums in this like heavy metal band. Okay. It wasn't very serious. We kind of, it was just like more stuff. Jamming so we, and shit? Yeah, yeah. just kind of jamming. Fun. Um, And like, right as soon as we were getting into the next phase of that, I moved again. So it was like, okay. <laughs> yeah. So, um,. But yeah, like once I, I played in a bluegrass group with my friend Garrett for a little while. Nice. Um, I
0: mean, you were in West Virginia. Yeah. It only is natural to try out a little bluegrass. Like yeah, I can which
2: I love too, by the way. Mm. But um, yeah. So pretty much like once I started to get more serious about it, like when I was in college, I think that's when I really, really started to get into the reggae thing and um.
0: You start to realize, like, well, what am I doing in college? Let me start to try and just do this because this is what I want to do. Yeah, pretty much.
2: Yeah. yeah. I knew I just wanted to be like a, a musician and a performer and play for lots of people. And it was just like this ultimate like dream and goal of mine to just go out there and just, you know, kind of spread that feeling that I had, you know, as yeah, a young when you kid. Like, get
0: from seeing somebody play or yeah. listening to their music and. Continuing on that path, basically.
2: Exactly. So that's I love that. That's like what my goal was, and you know, I wanted to go to college because I thought that that's what would make like my family happy. Mm-hmm. Like I wasn't really doing it for me, and that's one thing I realized while I was there. Like I hated being in class. I thought that going to college would be fun for partying and stuff, but then I got to these parties and realized I didn't even like that either. You know, mm. the only thing I wanted to do was just play music. So yeah. I was like, I got to get out of here, and I kind of tried to start a band. While I was in college, and like mm-hmm. was hoping that maybe that would be like my outlet, and like you could at do least, that. you
0: know, you're going to class on the during the day, but then at night or whatever, you can play a show or jam with the the, the guys, mm-hmm. whatever it may be. Yeah, and and that just didn't quite work out, basically.
2: Pretty much like, well, the people that I was, well, I was in Radford, Virginia, which is like, you know, it might as well be West Virginia. Like they're very close okay. and very mm-hmm. same vibe, and um. You know, the reggae music just is not popular there, and so I was having a really hard time finding, like, dedicated players and things like that, mm-hmm. and before actually going to Radford, I was vacationing in the Outer Banks with my dad and my brother, and um, it was really weird. I was walking down the beach, and I was playing my guitar and singing for people, and... Nice. I ran into Tribal Seeds which was like at, really the time, at the time Yeah, they're great. Yeah. It was like especially at that time in my life it was like my favorite band. Okay. You know, and they're still like one of my favorites. But um, they were just chilling on the beach which I was like, wow, this is interesting. And then shortly after that, my dad and my brother were like, "Hey, let's get some ice cream." So we walk off the beach into this ice cream shop where the guy behind the counter is singing songs. And I was like, "Wow, I've never seen something like this before. This is really cool." And my dad was like, well, why don't you sing him one of your songs? You have your guitar with you, like, why don't you do that? And I was like, okay, let's do it. So I started playing, and, you know, they liked it, and the the customers in the ice cream shop were digging it. And so, long story short, like, they ended up offering me a job to come and work for them and sing with them and live with them. And so... That's cool. Yeah, yeah. So this was the summer before I went to Radford. So I did the year at Radford, and then... I kind of knew in my head, like, okay, cool, this summer I'm going to the beach, like, I'm going to do, play reggae, sing in the ice cream shop, like, this is what I want to do. And I did all of that and started the band and, you know, sang in the ice cream shop and then... I was like, you know what? I'm not going to go back to school. I'm just going to stay out here at the beach. Yeah. And so that's what I did. This is
0: going to make me happier than that. Absolutely.
2: And it's like, I don't have to be extremely in debt in four years from now. Preach. Yeah. And I'm just like, dude, I can't. I can't do this right now. Like, I just. So, yeah, it all ended up working out, I think. And um, for the better, you know, I don't know what I would be doing if I was still in college, honestly.
0: Yeah, I feel you. Like I, I just went because it's like you said, it's like <clears throat> it seems like the thing you're logically supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Your family wants mm-hmm. you to do it. And like, you know, first of all, growing up in Kansas, it's not like I ever was like, oh, I'm going to be a comedian someday. Like I always loved co- comedy, always right. looked up to those people like that's the people that I'm like, yeah, those are my guys. And uh, but yeah, it's like, yeah, I'm going to go to college, I guess, and be a finance major. Like, I yeah, yeah. You know, I just did that stuff because I thought that's what you do. And then I'll make some money, and I'll have my pile of money, and then I'll be happy. Like, yeah, no, that's not what I wanted at all, though. Like, once you move out to, like, for me, it was like moving out to San Diego, and then getting the kick in the butt when you realize, like, oh, I had this finance job. You can just get laid off that easily. Like, they don't care. It's like, I should just do what I want to do. Fuck them. Like, I'm tired of doing something for somebody else, especially if I don't want to fucking do it. You know what Definitely. I mean? So that was when I had, like, the final, like, oh, okay, let's do the comedy. Let's try the podcast, that type of thing. And yeah. it's fun. Like, there's something about creating things and uh, performing in front of people, going in front of a live crowd and getting some laughs. And, I mean, obviously, it's horrible when it goes bad, too. I'm, everybody, I'm sure you've had hell gigs. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's, it's, we could probably trade war stories back and forth. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. like, I fucking, I went up there one time and told a joke that, I don't know, I guess it, it, it definitely it wasn't good. It wasn't good. But literally, somebody went, like, after I told the joke, they went, oh, no. Like, right, like out loud. Oh. and There wasn't a laugh in the audience. <laughs> and it was just, like, this visual, like, oh, I just died a little inside. You know, like, that yeah. kind of shit. But it's so much fun to get up there and just take a risk and try it. Yeah. And then having, an, like you said, an outlet, somewhere to put that creative energy. Because I think right. a lot of people don't have a, necessarily an outlet or a place to put their creative energy. And then you sure. can get up, like feeling anxious or weird or whatever you may be because you don't have an outlet to do those things. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah,
2: you kinda get bored or something. Yeah,
0: you're just like, well, I guess it's another Netflix show. Yeah. Like, you know? Yeah, no, I like, know
2: a lot of people like that. Like even in my family <laughs> where they're struggling, like it's almost like it fulfills you know, I think a lot of people are searching for purpose in this life, you mm-hmm, know. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have that outlet, like and you're just going to work and doing the job that you think you are supposed the to do, yeah, like you said, so you can get your pile of money, like that. <laughs> you know, that's this—that's not true fulfillment, at least for me. You know, mm-hmm. maybe some people, but um, yeah, I think that that's amazing. And you know, comedy is like an epic way to do it. You make yeah. people laugh, and you know, make people feel good. And
0: yes, and that's the same thing when it comes to like performing. Like, like I think comedians and musicians can relate so much because. There is this like, mysterious, like, ooh, how does a song get made? I don't really know where this shit came from. It just was, like, sitting there and then, like, started writing. Yeah. And then it happened. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, there's, like, this mysterious process behind it. it takes a ton of work, a ton of practice, and the grind. There's a real grind to it, too, that, like, you have to go to a bunch of shows. You have to get comfortable playing in front of live audiences. You have to make connections. Yeah. You have to be cool hang. Because if you don't, know, you're not a cool hang, nobody's going to want to hang out and give you a chance to open or right. whatever, you know? So it's like, there's so many common variables between musicians and comedians i think that's why like uh a lot of times they we get along so well like cause we we pretty much hit it off like the first day we're like yeah oh, this yeah, gonna be yeah, cool. yeah like, exactly I
2: mean? like even before i started working there like i remember i came in and was talking yeah. to you like inquiring about the job and i was like this dude seems cool like, right? like this doesn't you know. seem bad. Dude. yeah yeah yeah, 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 I was yeah. Like, cool like even I'll, I'll check the schedule i'm like his mom's working today and i'm like
1: ah oh, he's not here
2: <laughs> right, right. Like you know, that kind of thing. I just like it's always cool Like having somebody around that's like you can connect with on that level, especially in a place where it's like you don't necessarily wanna be there. Yeah. You know and we mean? have like our inside jokes, like yeah. Mr. Mocha. Mr. Ca- you know, all yeah. kinds of little fun shit yeah. that way
0: just like it makes it it makes the work day better when you yeah. have that. And that's the thing that's kinda nice about Starbucks is there are like little inside jokes we can kinda, you know, shit or like fuck around a little <laughs> bit, you know. Yeah. Because, like, at LPL, when you're in, like, a cube farm, and a lot of people, the person right next to you is, like, typing away and fucking all serious and doing work, like, you can't be like, hey, 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 what's up, there? <laughs> like, you know, like, let's talk, talk yeah, a little shit, yeah. like, or whatever, you know, you can't do that. It's not conducive to that environment, and that's mm-hmm. why, like, for me, I haven't really been, uh, like, looking for a job like that. I have the right. degree. I could probably, I'm sure I could find a job, like, whatever, probably, right? But I don't. Want to go back to that necessarily because it just like it's it is like kind of soul crushing and just being there. It's like so fake. Like I yeah. have to be like not that I'm not fake at Starbucks. Like hey, how are you? <laughs> like you know, like I fucking hit him with it. Still, yeah, like, you yeah. Know what yeah. I mean? but but like that's just like too like constantly throughout everyone you talk to, you have to be like, oh yeah, no, I don't do drugs. I don't smoke weed. <laughs> like, you know, like. You know, whatever it may be, it just has never felt real to me, and it was just, like, exhausting. And and it was so funny, like, honestly, getting laid off was one of the best things that ever happened to me, because it was a kick in the ass, and it was a wake-up call, like, oh, at first I was sad. I was like, oh, shit, what am I going to do? I got bills to pay, blah, 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 whatever, right? But then you realize, like, I fucking, I I hate this job. Like, I don't, I was just here because, like, I was stuck. Like, right. I couldn't get out. I didn't know. I wasn't looking for another job. I wasn't, like, going up in the ranks. I wasn't, like, climbing the ladder, you know? Like, I was just, like, placed right there, just. And it felt like I was just going to be stuck there until, like, luckily they were, like, oh, see you later. Because they opened up another one. Long story. But, uh, basically, it, again, best thing that ever happened to me it was getting laid off at of the job. Like, yeah. it, you know, it's weird how that kind of worked out. You find how one thing just leads you to do another basically you know you just keep pushing forward and finding like what am i gonna do what do i want to do yeah
2: sure yeah absolutely and that's i couldn't imagine like working in a in a cubicle like that like i'm sure that's got to be really frustrating like even just visualizing that like those same walls every day with a computer in front of you like i kind of hate shitty, computers to begin shitty with
0: f- so. fluorescent lights
2: oh yeah. It
0: feels like stale air because you're, like, in a big building. Like
2: I just hear phones ringing, like, nonstop. Yeah,
0: there, there's not too much of that because they keep them, like, on the headsets Oh, or yeah, you're
2: wearing headsets, yeah. Because
0: it's, like, there's a, a big fucking... There's people that had the, the, like, telemarketer job. Not telemarketer, but they're, like, on the phone answering questions for advisors, talking to people oh, okay. who are angry and shit, like, all day. Like, that would have been the worst job. Like, I don't think I could have handled even half a second of that. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, uh... Like, I, oh, man, I just couldn't imagine just, like, visor calling, like, I got this fucking, I got a million dollars in this account, da 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 like, yelling oh, at you man. about money. You're like, dude, I, I fucking just got my GAD, like, three days ago, bro. You need to chill out. Like
2: <laughs> Yeah, seriously.
0: Fucking on these phones. Uh, yeah. Yeah, man. It is it is just a, a, an environment that I just, uh, I don't think I can go back. I mean, it's going to always be there. Maybe comedy doesn't work out, and then I have to start over fucking ten years from now at the bottom. Whatever. I'm going to be, like... I would be more angry at myself if I never tried comedy, if I never tried to do the podcast stuff or whatever it may be to grow an audience and have a voice out there, whatever that means. Like I would be more angry at myself on my deathbed if I was like, yeah. there you did. You just ate shit your entire life for the, you know, up until this dying point and you yeah. never even took the chance to yeah. do the thing that you love or that you wanted to do. You right. know? And I don't know. That's one of the things I always talk about here is like, the thing that kind of scares you, like the thing that you feel and you're like, oh, shit, I don't know if I can do that. I don't know. If, like, I always think about it, but I don't do it because it scares me. Like, that's the thing you have to go do.
2: Yes, absolutely. You know what I absolutely, mean? Absolutely. Yeah. That's so true.
0: Because th- that's what comedy was for me. I'd always felt like, you know, joking around with the friends, get a few laughs. Ha, ha, ha. Always fun. And I always loved comedy. I was like, that's, I have to try it. And I feel like that's the same thing that happened with music for you. You're just like, you kind of found it young. You had that teacher. And then you're like, fuck, that's, that's what I should be doing.
2: Yes, you know? yes.
0: Yeah, and it, is, it does come down to a thing talking about purpose too because a lot of people, they are searching for purpose and they don't know what it is and they don't yeah. really have it. And I even have friends who are like, man, I don't, am I just going to sell shit the rest of my life, like be a salesman? Like, I don't know. Like, what's my purpose? Yeah. You know? And it is hard to find like what a pur- your purpose is. And sometimes you get lucky and stumble uh, into certainly, it. Certainly, yes. Sometimes you get laid off from a job and stumble into it. But right. Yeah, it is one of those things that you're you kind it, it, you almost feel bad for when people don't know what they want to do or don't have a thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah,
2: and it's not like something that you can force or no, like discover not at overnight all. or you know, it's just it is tricky. Like, I mean, I've seen that like with my own family members. Like, I mean, because they're the only people I've moved around so much. They're the only people. Like my mom, dad, and my brother are the only people I've known for any more Real than, length like, of time. yeah, and even, like, my extended family, like, grandmas, grandpas, aunts, uncles, I don't really see them either that much, you yeah. know, just from moving around, like, you know, they didn't go anywhere, really, yeah, so it's exactly. Like, but, uh, yeah, so, I mean, just finding something, like, an outlet, or, or something like that, like, if you don't have that, that can be extremely frustrating, like, can I even see be it,
0: something as simple as exercise, or reading, yeah, books yeah, a right. lot There's of people like are doing things that, things that you can do, but, it just you you gotta you gotta have something to fill that time to get your brain working in a different way to change because for me if I don't like I can easily get caught up in thought just lost in thought just fucking running of movies yeah. up there all day never taking a break but if you fucking are doing something on paper you know they're whatever you're like okay I going to do something different it takes you out of that mode it brings you like out of it and it's like a breath of fresh air like oh okay I'm breathing again like, yeah I'm in the moment I'm not lost I'm like. Oh, what do I have to do at work tomorrow? Oh, shit, how am I going to pay that bill next Friday? Like, whatever right, it may right. be, that all melts away, and then you're, like, kind of just in the moment and doing something that you enjoy. You know what I mean?
2: Sure, yeah. And
0: it's very relaxing. It's just, it's, yeah, it's just something you got to try and find what your thing is. It can be really anything.
2: Definitely. Because there's
0: a lot of options out there, but, yeah, it's, it's, it's almost for a mental health thing, really
2: absolutely yeah yeah i mean there's a lot of people that i think are depressed and stuff because they don't know what it Mm. is you know like they're just out here searching for something and like if they don't quite find it they're just like really sad and they don't feel fulfilled in their life because of that and so like you know the people that are you know musicians comedians actors you know even like you mentioned like people that are into fitness and things like that like yeah. i feel like typically you see them almost as like they're happier in their lives because they have that thing yes um so yeah 100% that's something that that's pretty cool so um
0: what what did your dad do that caused him to move around was he like in the military or was he just like had a job where he was like changing a bunch
2: yeah so at first he was doing um he was managing southern state stores which like I, I don't know if they have those in southern Kansas States. It it's like matter. an agricultural kind of um they sell like
0: okay we have like horse supplies. tractor supply yeah color. okay yeah so just
2: like a tractor supply <laughs> it's yeah. kind of like their competition in a <laughs> gotcha, way but gotcha. yeah um so that's he was doing that he was managing those stores for it was thirteen years and wow. then he was like really. He did a lot for that company, like really um, was a great employee and stuff. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they kind of like looked up to him for what he had done. And one day he was he came in on his day off to help out a customer with, I think, like to move a very big object. I'm not really sure what it was or anything. But Mm -hmm. when he did, he picked it up and then like twisted his back and like he herniated like six discs, I think, in his back. And he was like in a lot of pain and was hurt for a really long time. Well, the company instead of like you know paying him workers' comp and things like that, they just decided they were gonna terminate his position and lay him off Damn. pretty much while he was already hurt, wow. so they did him wrong, you know, and yeah like, it was uh it was
0: that's messed up,
2: yeah, it was like shaping up to be a lawsuit and all these things, and yep. Um, In the meantime, one of my mom's good friends, her husband was like going, he was looking into becoming like a secret service agent. So he was like, you know, doing all the training and stuff like that. And my dad had like heard about it and Mm -hmm. was like, you know, maybe I could do that. Yeah. Yeah. So he did all the research and um, he ended up getting in with them and he like did the training. (laughs) He was gone for a really long time. I think it was like six months or something. Um, training for the secret service and um, yeah so he got in with them and that's pretty cool yeah so that's what he's doing now but um, yeah like but even with southern states that we moved around a lot just cause okay. like he would go and work for one store manage them for a while get them doing well I guess and then Go to another one that maybe he was needed like a
0: fixer-upper, like this store needs some help, kind of okay, in a like, way. We're gonna send you here and, like, yeah. get it back on track or whatever. It almost right, right,
2: yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, I, he, I guess he was like really good at it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I was really young, so I don't know a whole lot about it, but um,
0: but that's why between those two jobs, Secret Service obviously you have to move around quite a bit. Well, now, only
2: once on. with oh, that only with one. one, yeah, because we just had to be closer to DC, so we Where, were. Did you
0: go pretty close to DC most of the time? Like, like, it was like, were you on the out, like you know eastern part of virginia or western part or were you yeah close to dc i area? was like
2: in the northern part so um i know you're from kansas so yeah. you're not like super familiar with the east coast or whatever yeah. but it's like northern virginia and then maryland and mm-hmm. dc so they call it the dmv area so okay. that's like where we were it's like dc maryland virginia and um we were kind of like in the southern part of northern virginia or nova as a lot of people call it okay and um in a little town called culpepper which is like super kind of like small town vibes like how you know? how
0: many people cuz i grew up in like 15,000 like that's what great i don't Bend know was.
2: exactly what the population was there um
0: but pretty but small. Pretty the, small. Yeah, yeah. I
2: mean, you know, not even close to San Diego. Like, gotcha, of yeah, course. Yeah. San Diego I shoots. mean, I feel like there's probably more people in Ocean Beach than there was in Cole gotcha. Pepper. Like 100%, actually. Okay, there definitely. Is. Yeah, yeah. But, um, so anyhow, yeah, we, we moved there, and then that's kind of when, like, that's when I was finishing out high school and. I actually graduated high school from Culpeper County High. Okay. And then that's when we took that vacation to the Outer Banks, like that's right when after you stumbled upon Yeah, a Tribal Cities and the job and, and yeah, yeah.
0: Cool. Okay. Mm-hmm. Nice, nice. And
2: that's kinda of what led into the whole reggae thing, really. I mean, you know, besides like when I was a little kid and stuff, but that's what, mm-hmm. what's how I really got serious into it. Like Yeah. I wrote a lot of songs when when I was in college just because I hated going to class, and I didn't like partying, so I would just kind of lock myself in my dorm. and. That's when you just, got a lot of work done, huh? Yeah, yeah, it was. And that's actually when I wrote most of the songs that I still play today. Yeah. And um,
0: Well, that's one of the things that's hard about being creative or trying to do a creative endeavor is you have to isolate yourself. And it's yeah. very weird because people don't understand. You're like, oh, you want to go to happy hour? You're like no, nah, man, I'm trying to write some jokes. Like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, sorry. Like, people don't, they almost, <laughs> like, they get, like, offended. They're like, oh, how could you choose, you know, like, they get it, but they're also like, come on, you wrote jokes last week. It's like, no, dude, I'm always trying to write jokes. Like, this yeah. is what I want to do. There's only one way to get better at it. Right. And that's sitting here and doing things, you know what I mean? Whether it's Absolutely. practicing the guitar, going over what I want to do for the next performance, or any of that, you know? Yeah. And it is a very, very isolated thing, so it's hard to, like, sometimes get out and do things or even come up with new stuff if you can't just be like okay I gotta, I gotta shut in and get everybody away for a little bit while I do this you know what I mean
2: right right yeah and I also think finding a balance between the two is mm. crucial too because yeah. I also like pull inspiration from you know going out and doing whatever True. it is So you
0: have to live life otherwise yeah. you don't have anything to fucking talk about right right yeah, yeah. yeah
2: so it's hard like that's it's really challenging finding that balance and, and then you know going into isolation like that sometimes i even like when i have to go back out socialize i'm like okay how do i do this when i'm constantly thinking about just writing songs or you know music it's like it's it's almost like i i would rather not you know what i mean and and it's not like i'm trying to be rude about it or be any sort of way like that it's just like you know like you said you just want to do comedy like you just that's what you really really want ultimately and and you
0: know that if you're not out there working hard and doing, somebody, somebody is. else is. Somebody is, that's exactly and right. And they're doing more than you, they're grinding harder, yeah. they're talking to more people, making yeah. more connections, and if you're not doing that, then you're not getting ahead or improving. Right, right. And that's what it's really all about, is the ultimate goal, because you can like look back from like four years ago, and you'll be like, oh wow, like I've come pretty far, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like Even though maybe you're not as far as you want to be, or you want to do this next little thing, and you haven't got it yet, but... It's, it's easy when you're, like, on the journey and you're in the now to, like, forget about, like, oh, shit, I forgot, like, I've only been doing comedy for, you know, almost two years, but when I first started, like, I'd be up there shitting and pissing myself, like, with nerves, and yeah. now I can go over there to Winston's and, like, of course I get nervous still, but it's not the same, you know what I mean? And then once I get on stage, it's not nearly as bad. Right. Because, like, I had a time once where I went up there, I think it might have been the second time, uh, <laughs> I completely blanked so so hard. Like, I got up there and, like, I, I had a funny riff about the last guy. I was like, Oh, this is good. I got a funny riff. But I had practiced a certain way, like, staring at myself in the mirror so many times that when I did the riff, I was like, oh, fuck. I forgot everything. Like, yeah. I knew the whole five minutes. Had it memorized. Right. And you just blank and you just, like, I was just silenced for, like, 30 seconds. And I'm like, I was like, I forgot what I was going to say. And they laugh. I was like, no, seriously, like, I forgot. And they laugh. And I'm like. And then I just go blank and it was just horrible, you know, <laughs> and I haven't done that in a very long time. Yeah. But that's like, that was the beginning, you know what I mean? And like, it's easy to kind of forget like, oh yeah, I used to basically be up there dying, like nervous, like feel like I'm going to puke. And then now it's like, okay, I'm getting better at this. You can see mm. the improvement, you know, and that's like right, a good thing to like, right. you have to remind yourself of like how far you've come and what you've done since then, like the little achievements and all that fun stuff.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, that's good though that they at least found uh, you know some some humor in the fact that you actually forgot your.
0: Well, they thought. I feel like they thought that it was like, oh, it's part, part of it. it. Yeah. Oh look, he's he's being silly. He forgot what he was going <laughs> to talk about, and I'm up there just like cold sweat, panic,
1: like <laughs> oh no, <laughs>
0: sh- my mic is shaking in my hand, voice is quivering, like oh dude, that's the yeah, that's definitely the worst. And I've had a couple of moments like. Uh, it's so funny. It's fun to talk about the bad moments because I can look back and laugh on them now. Sure. You know, sure. In the moment, it was yeah. probably the most terrifying thing that had ever happened to me, almost. But like, I was doing a roast battle, and uh, <laughs> I I was getting slaughtered. I said a joke. <laughs> yeah, I said a joke that uh, was perceived as slightly racist. I guess. Oh. I don't know. You know, it was. I was. It was. I was tiptoeing, and I fucking fell off the balcony and died. Oh man! But uh, basically, people boo. They started boo. boo. Oh no! But yeah, dude, I got booed and then had to tell four more jokes wow. because that was the very first joke I told at the fucking roast.
2: Uh, was this at Winston's? Yes, it was. Damn! I didn't
0: go back for two weeks after that. <laughs> <laughs> I was fucking licking my wounds at home. Like, I'll be back. I'll show you guys. Oh, dude, oh I fucking man. sprinted out of that place last that <laughs> night, dude. I was fucking. <laughs> Fucking like Sonic the Hedgehog, dude, just going, because it was what was even funnier, dude. This was a lesson in humility for sure. You're like, I thought it was going in like, oh yeah, easy win tonight, baby. This is King Dick over here, fucking (laughs) swinging. You know what I mean? Like, so I'm fucking thinking that in my head, cha-ching, cha-ching, gonna do this thing, and uh, do terrible. I'm like not holding the mic right. I'm talking like this, and the mic's like down here, fucking just pitiful and then the judges on top of getting roasted by this lady the judges then proceed to re-roast me in their own way wow a fucking like 40 sweep or 50 sweep everyone voted oh, for her
2: no and
0: then i was like okay have a good night like you know like fucking that was that was a rough one
2: wow
0: yeah so that's like the the biggest shit show i think i've experienced you know yeah do you have any like weird stories like that <laughs> um they don't have to be you know getting booed off stage yeah no.
2: i mean luckily i haven't experienced that um but i mean you know with music and comedy i think it's a little different you know in that aspect but um i've had some really bad gigs um we've played oh i tell you what actually recently we played a gig in um North Park. It was like for the they do this thing at Queen Bee's called Ganja Galaxy. It's like this big like weed cannabis event. Um, But so there was this guy there that like came on during our set, and he was like, "Can I get on the mic for a second? And I was like, "You know, yeah, sure." Like you know, I'm pretty nice about stuff like that. Like if somebody, like if they seem like they kind of have an idea of like okay, like sensibility, crazy, yeah. I'm like, sure, man. Like whatever. You (laughs) know, it wasn't like. Uh, actual show we were just kind of there like playing for this event uh-huh. and so i was like yeah sure whatever like i could tell that he was liked within the community that we were in like it'd yeah. be a good idea People so i brought there. him on mm-hmm. yeah, yeah and he did his thing and he did his thing and he did his thing and it was like really long and i was just thinking like man this is like taking a really long time like yeah i'm like man. looking around like maybe we should just end this and then he'll get the picture like because You know, like I'm trying. He's like doing a verse. I'm trying to go like back in the chorus, and he's still doing his verse and like still doing. I'm like, dude. So that happened, and then we ended the song, and like he got off stage, and it wasn't a big deal. I didn't even think anything else of it. Yeah. Well, at the end of the night, he comes up to me and he's like, "Hey, man," he said. "You realize you're doing reggae, right?" I was like, "Yeah." He was like, "You need to really think about why you're doing this." He's like, "You're playing African music," and I was just like. Okay, yeah, he was like, man, all those white boys doing this music, man, it's ridiculous. Like, all, and he just kind of went on and on about that. So, like, I guess in that kind of way, I got booed. And uh,
0: yeah, because he was kind of like poo pooing you, like, oh, you're yeah, doing this and you're yeah. cultural cultural appropriation, like, right, as right. Like a, a white person can't enjoy music and have their own version of it that they want to do because they love it so much. Right. How in any way, in what world, and whose fucking crazy mind is that disrespectful?
2: I know. I know, man. And it's, it's really strange because, like, you know, I've been around, like, other super Rasta people, like, you know, just like people from jamaica that are stoked about like the music i'm making and stuff and so yeah just to hear from this guy i was like wow man like that's it, i mean it, it kind of hurt like yeah, i was just sure. like wow like this but then you know the people that were working there were like yo that guy smokes a bunch of crack like don't listen <laughs> so i was like okay whatever like
0: well you're like checks out yeah I was yeah, thinking, yeah. This I guy... was,
2: because I mean, like, dude, I He's was doing a cracked being, like, out verse
0: fucking singing for seven minutes. You're like, bro, dude, you got to end this yeah, up. Like, yeah, he was clearly yeah. fucking mentally unstable.
2: But that was crazy. And like, I mean, I was even like questioning, like, man, like, I love reggae so much, but like, maybe I shouldn't do it anymore. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, he had me nope. like questioning myself and I'm like, dude, no, wait a second. Who is this guy? Yeah, <laughs> like, dude, this
0: guy's a clown. And yeah. it's also not only that, but it's like, what that does is that makes him feel superior to you in the moment because... He's up on his fucking high horse over here saying, "La di da, white people are taking black yeah. people's music and yeah. they can't do it right. They can't have fun with it, blah blah blah." Meanwhile, you know people that are actually from Jamaica. This guy probably has never even been to Jamaica. Doesn't even probably know a Jamaican, <laughs> but he's fucking yeah. telling you that he thinks it's bad that you're doing it. And yeah. like, you know whatever it may be, it's just it's just so weird, so crazy that people think that. Like, dude, there, Eminem's a white rapper.
1: Yeah, is that, yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: Can he not rap because that came from black, you know, African-American culture originally? Like, what are we right, talking about right, here? Right,
2: yeah, right, Yeah, and it's weird because I think reggae is the only genre that gets so heavily associated with race. Like, mm. it's the only genre that has, like, That's interesting the, the term white boy reggae. Like, you would never hear um, that. Like, you would never hear, like, white boy country. or Maybe they do. Do they say white boy rap? Is that a they thing? They might
0: do. They might White boy rap, because like now that I'm thinking back on
2: it, like maybe I have heard that but, they might. But anyhow, yeah, I mean, I guess rap is kind of like that hip hop and For stuff. For sure, is, it's is to say because people do get same. mad
0: if they're like not paying homage, maybe to like some of the the yeah. or they're disrespecting how the game, you know, has always been the rules within it. Right. But right. you know, that's just with anything, and things change. But it's just so weird that people are gonna get upset. About, like this is what you're choosing to get upset over yeah like you're I mad know, at this it's that's weird crazy. it's like it's like this fake outrage that people want to uh make sure you know that oh i feel this way you do you You know you're doing a bad thing even though it's like yeah. Yeah, you probably you, you smoke crack first of all
1: yeah
0: so you know maybe start there maybe look inward <laughs> maybe go look at the mirror and be like hey bud you got some problems like you know yeah, like start yeah. here and then start helping the world because that's the thing is like people want to change everybody else but they don't want to look inside and be like Oh man, it's a dumpster fire in here. Like I maybe need to fucking <laughs> do some meditation, read a book, do like three push-ups, like get my life together. You know? Right? Yeah.
2: yeah, yeah. It was it was definitely a weird night. Um, that's pretty that's much. One of the and that ones was here that, in yeah, San Diego too. Yeah. Like that was. Um, well,
0: you're gonna find the like the liberal. Like, you know, that's a very kind of a liberal thing that you'll find. Yeah. Right here, you know?
2: Yeah.
0: Um, people have been offended by jokes that I've done. It's the same thing. Like. Right. You know, it's like I'm not trying to be that way I'm not that way yeah, but if yeah. it comes off that way and you take it that way it's like okay well I'll noted I won't do that again <laughs> yeah. but I'm gonna keep doing my thing you're not gonna stop me from fucking getting up on that stage and trying again right. next week you know what right.
2: I mean yeah yeah and I wonder if it's like with the whole you know hip hop or reggae thing if it's like because it's such a powerful thing, like music, and especially those particular styles of music. Like, yeah. you know, hip-hop right now, I think, is the number one genre. 100%. In, like, yeah. It's the so, biggest. Like, it has,
0: yeah.
2: Yeah, so I think maybe it's almost like, you know, people trying to take ownership of that. Like, they're like, oh, this is mine. Like, what are you doing trying to do it? It's mm. like, same thing with reggae in a way. Yeah. Like, reggae is great. Like, it makes people feel good. It makes people happy, you know, all of that. And so... um. And, I mean, I get it. It is about of it. It makes sense. Yeah, like, it, yeah, I get it. From the roots of it, it is about the struggle. And it's about, you know, like, coming up out of the ghetto and things like that. It's sort of the same with hip-hop. Yep. So I can see where they're coming from with that. Like, I totally get it. But, you know, to say that somebody shouldn't make a similar exactly. style of music because of it is kind of ridiculous. Yeah, agreed. So, yeah. especially if, you know, you can make somebody else feel feel better because of 100%. it 100% like, you know, you're writing good music good, like that's the bottom line good music is good music yep bottom line
0: and if you're putting out good stuff people are going to follow along and listen yeah you know Yeah. absolutely Pretty well sure. shit man we've already been here for like 55 minutes we killed
2: it wow that was yeah. fast that went by really fast absolutely cool. well
1: thanks for coming by brother yeah dude thanks for having me man later folks see you folks. <laughs> one more shot of liquor and I'll probably black out no, I can't take it any longer, no, feeling that I'm feeling, only getting stronger. So take me home, it's where I want to go, back to my place, you could come if you want, but we've got to get out of this place, cause they're about to close and it's getting kind of late, so take me home. I want to be back to my place. You could come with me, but tonight I'm going to sleep in my own bed. No, I'm not going to sleep on a dirty couch again. I said, we're sitting there talking, we're laughing and we're drinking. We're sharing stories about what we did last weekend. Sentinel that she wants to get a little breakfast told her if she takes me home I promise that I'll make her breakfast so take me home is where I wanna go back to my place so you could come if you want but we've gotta get up out of this place cause they're about to close and it's getting late so take me home is where I wanna be back to my place so you could come with me but I'm gonna sleep oh, in right. my bed there no you have it, folks. I'm not going the sleep 70th episode
0: of the Man Podcast is in the books it's Benito. we're done that's awesome and you know shout out again to kyle for coming by uh you know having a good time being able to talk with me we got to complain about starbucks we got to talk about all kinds of fun stuff just you know getting into it and doing the damn thing so that was a lot of fun also shout out to dirty couches how hilarious is that right who hasn't had to sleep on a fucking dirty couch Sometimes you're lucky if you get the dirty couch. Maybe there's not a dirty couch. You get the dirty floor. That's like a step down below the dirty couch. You know what I mean? And I think we've all, if if you've lived a good life, if you've lived a good full life, you've slept on a dirty floor with like a rug as a blanket. You know what I'm saying? Like some real good, good times. Just blackout drunk. Uh, Fun stuff. But yeah, that's all we got for you today, folks. Like I said, shout out to Kyle for coming by and being on the podcast. That was a lot of fun. Shout out to you all for listening You know, to the episode, sharing it with friends, letting other people know what we're doing over here on the Man Child Pod. We're just fucking, you know, a bunch of silly gooses having a good time, basically, right? That's the way I see it. We're just, we're just fucking around having a fun time. So, thank you all for listening, as always. But yeah, that's really all I got for you today. We're keeping it short and sweet here at the end. Uh, go check out kyle uh kyle rising's band scentsy trails check him out on spotify on spotify check him out on youtube they just dropped that brand new just living music video pretty dope video uh and you know all, all the music today also scentsy trails we had the my flame um just living dirty couch yeah all kinds of good stuff so thank you all for listening uh but i'm gonna get the f out of here I got to go hit a happy hour up, you know. I got to get my sip on. I'm a little thirsty. But, yeah. So, until next week, folks, you have a good one. Uh, But, man, child, out. Peace.
1: Think and remember the times that we had And I'll never forget how you look when you look so sad When I told you I'm leaving and girl I'm not coming back Cause we've got our own life to live, we can't hold each other back But if you come around again, we could be more than We can give this another chance to maybe start a new romance. Yeah, if you still feel this way, baby, that's all you gotta say. Cause now you got me taking on my pants, girl. I'm so in love, I'm so in love with this new romance.